Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Yo, welcome back to Five on the Floor Live. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan, oh yes. We are going to talk about the Heat being up 3-0, 3-0 on the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. And with me here to do that will be Sean Rochester uh, and Brian Fonseca. You see their Twitter handles right there on the screen, so you can follow them there. Uh, we are going to be taking comments. We are going to dissect this game. We are going to react to it. Um, it was just an unbelievable display by Miami. This is a place Miami has not been um, that a Heat fan has never felt uh, the perspective from a place that they are now. And so there's a ton to get into, and I'm super excited that we're talking about Miami in fully control of the Eastern Conference Finals. But before we do, the lead sponsor of our post-game shows. You all know her in the comments, Lynette. That is A, Aggressive Insurance. A, Aggressive Insurance is a broker agency that's been servicing South Florida for over 15 years, offering auto insurance, auto homeowners, condo life insurance, uh, retirement programs, free notary service to all clients. Lynette represents all the leading insurance carriers throughout South Florida. So if you have a bad driving record, no problem. No driver is refused. Even free phone quotes. Reach out to insurancebylynette.com. Insurance by Lynette is with two N's and two T's.com. She's a friend of the show, A Aggressive. That's where you want to go for all of your um, insurance needs. 954-581-8800. Again, one more time, insurancebylynette.com. 954-581-8800. So, what the heck was the final score? 128-102. (laughs) The Miami Heat do the absolutely improbable. They continue to do things that defy every degree of logic that we could ever um, have imagined possible. This is just, it's overwhelming. Dog. Let's just have opening reactions right off the bat. Brian, I'm teeing you up first. What the heck just happened in game three? I don't know what's happening at all in these playoffs. (laughs) Granted, my pick of the day was heat money line because I felt like they were de- being disrespected again. And the thing that I led with was we have to start thinking that the impossible is actually possible with this Miami heat team. It just is what it is. And it's been the case all playoffs They're now 11 and three in the playoffs, um, eight and three as betting underdogs undefeated at home. 3 and 0 as favorites. They have not been favored to win a game in this series or they or in the Bucks series. They were only favored the 3 games against the Knicks. Um people thought that and so did Vegas thought that the Bucks were going to win in 5. They thought the Knicks were going to win in 7, some 6, and they thought that the Celtics were going to win in 5. And now I don't know if we're going to get a fifth game, Greg and Sean. 
I don't know if we're gonna get a fifth game because that 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 looked like some snow, some soul snatching shit. Part of me because that's a tongue twister, and it, it it's like we said on playback. It's not one of these games where, like, the Twitter threads are cool, the points per possession, the uh, you know, the offensive and defensive ratings and things of that nature. None of that shit matters. Boston got punched in the mouth and they never fully recovered. And they tried in the beginning of the third quarter and it didn't matter. And as Kevin Harlan mentioned multiple times, no team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit in playoffs. And I don't suspect that given the way Boston looks that they're going to be the first. I actually think Miami is going to close us out in four at this point. Why would you not? And soon we're probably going to be previewing a heat nuggets nba finals just like everyone predicted at the start of the playoffs i still don't know what the hell is happening but look man we're gonna have to be talking about nikola Jokic soon and if you told me they were gonna be here before i don't think the most optimistic among us thought that that was gonna be possible so this is an all-time run it's the greatest eighth seed probably in nba history probably in basketball history and they they, they would have they will have taken out the number one and two seed in route to the NBA finals. And this is just an all time run. And today it wasn't Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, though they, you know, did what they needed to do, but this was a role player game. Gabe Vincent had like a 30 ball. Duncan Robinson went crazy and he was starting to do that before the game was even over. So this is, this was just a total team win by the quote unquote undrafted as Reggie Miller keeps referring to them time and again, even though they're damn good role players. And yeah, they're going to the finals in my opinion. <laughs> I, I want to, um, play off of that and say thank you Draymond Green for reinforcing what Ethan Skolnick said on five on the floor related to the undrafted labels and how these guys are no longer um, that and how disrespectful it is Uh, Sean I'm coming to you with um, with something I know you're going to like to talk about and this started really with Bam Adebayo and Duncan Robinson displaying the type of chemistry that we saw when Duncan Robinson had the best season of his life and then it extended to where it, it transcended the Bam Duncan connection and Duncan just went nuts. And he now is shooting at a clip in these playoffs that makes him an absolutely dangerous weapon. I'm, I don't even know how you're going to break this down because I'm as befuddled as anyone, but the backdoor cuts, the movement, how is how how are they defending Duncan in a way that's allowing him to get to this, or is the or or is it more that Duncan is just in an absolute zone? Like, what are you seeing from them out on the court with Duncan Robinson that's made him be able to just go ballistic? <laughs> so let's zoom out first. I think the game changed early on. The Celtics were having a hard time keeping us out of the paint, and then I think they over adjusted to let's seal off the paint which opened up the outside. And when we started making shots from the outside, now it's like, what's the next move, you know? And they, they went through a period where they were throwing a lot of bodies at Jimmy. Other guys started making shots. Like every time they came up with an answer or a solution, it backfired and something else started popping off. And, you know, when you're a team that's down 2-0 and you're trying to search for solutions and that's happening, obviously it, it's difficult and you have a rookie coach that doesn't necessarily have the answers in his bag. Now to the Duncan part of that, it, it's it appears certainly that he's reinforced his confidence. You know, that Duncan that we used to see that would get up shots basically no matter what. But then the stuff he was doing today, the, the dribble penetration – 
to get to the basket, throw the lob to Bam. Like he used to be a guy like Clay Thompson that did not dribble the ball more than a few times a game. And now his confidence, you don't even notice him on defense. Like when's the last time you've been like, damn Duncan, there's one of those dumb fouls again. Like it's bleeding into everything, which is great. And and we know what he is. We know his limitations, but at the same time, like if he's going to play with that confidence that he has within himself, but I think you can apply that to all of these guys. And I'm not even going to call them the undrafted. These, these support players, Jimmy gives you the ball because he wants you to shoot it. Spoke puts mm-hmm. you in that spot because he wants you to take that shot. Yep. Like they trust and believe in those guys. And it's not just on a one night basis. It's the whole season. And now these guys are giving it back to you because, you know, you really invested in what they can do. It's a great point. Um, I was really, I thought it was super interesting to see how they handled Tatum and Brown, because I thought like those two were coming for, for blood tonight. Cause they were supposed to be the desperate team, right? And it essentially turned into like every possession, a new guy seemed like to be guarding Tatum or Brown. I saw Martin and Butler were like taking turns at times on on one of the two, and then you'd see them take a possession off here or there. Uh, Brian, how like the Celtics didn't find answers tonight, and it was more than just the Heat made every shot and they missed every shot. Like they looked dejected. They looked broken. And when they walked into the arena, they were dressed like they're heading to Cancun. So there already was a element of this that we were joking. And obviously, (laughs) like that was like tongue in cheek joke stuff as they walked in wearing like shirts that you like, you know, those floral shirts and whatnot. And um, and they look like maybe they actually really are ready to like pack it up and go home. How do you how does this happen so quickly? Like. How, do you have any way of putting it in putting it in perspective how a team that was thought to be such an avalanche of a group gets just absolutely taken out of everything that they do? Well, in general, when you get the shit beaten out of you, you're kind of helpless if you stop looking for answers at some point. And in a basketball sense, when you look over to the sidelines and you see Joe Missoula, you probably don't have uh, the answers there either. So <laughs> you can kind of get helpless there, right? Um, I-, I think that's really what it comes down to. Like if you're in a fight and somebody's beating the shit out of you and over and over again and you don't really have any answers and you keep trying to throw haymakers and none of them land, then yeah, you're at some point you're just going to be like, oh, I got nothing. Like I'm just going to I'm just gonna lose here and that's it. Live to fight another day perhaps. And I think um, it- it's just – it's soul crushing. It's a lot of things that Miami is doing, but what the main thing that they've been doing in this playoff run is just executing, just simple executing, just playing good basketball, playing great basketball, both ends of the floor. And sometimes we can get very like, we can act like it's, it's, it's that difficult, but at the end of the day, it's a game. And really what we're seeing in this series is the thing that's deflating Boston being out executed over and over and over again. The Heat are constantly in the right spots, constantly hitting timely shots, constantly rotating on defense, constantly, you know, doing things on offense that gets their teammates open, sharing the ball, not relying on isolation, heavy offense, whatever the case may be. So it's really, it really bends another team's will that Miami is just, they're just executing, they're doing the right things all the time. And then when you look at them as an outsider, like most of the people nationally are doing, it's like, yo, this is, this is Gabe freaking Vincent. 
Like, why is he cooking me? Right. <laughs> but, it, you know, like this is how they look at it. But we know from having seen these dudes and granted, Gabe wasn't awesome during the regular season. Right. But we were talking about last year, Greg and Sean, Gabe was one of their best players in the playoffs consistently at a time where Kyle Lowry was not healthy who's been healthy in the playoffs, who's also given you something. And then Caleb Martin, he's not a two-way player anymore, right? He's an actual legitimate role player who Ethan is saying, like, he can be like a lower-tier star in the in the NBA. I think he's somebody who unquestionably deserves to start at some point, right? Like, you're going to be talking about, like, yo, is he going to be your starting two-guard next year? That You're going to have that conversation. Or is he going to be a six-man-of-the-year candidate? Like, this is where we're going to be at with some of these guys. And it's just over and over again, just executing, playing a beautiful brand of basketball. And it starts really at the top. Riley and Spo, Eric Spolster just hitting all the right notes. He's the conductor. You know what I mean? And he just knows, like, you need to be here. You need to be here. He has the rotations. Haven't had one issue with any of his rotations, really, during the playoffs. Maybe there's a time, like, oh, Jimmy should have came in sooner. Oh, this could have happened. But ultimately, hitting all the right notes and – a coach could only do but so much. The guys still have to go out and execute, which Sean could attest to. And they're doing that over and over and over again. And when a team is firing like this, they're capable of beating anybody. And we're seeing it right now. I want to add, and I'm watching the the post game show, and I'm not able to hear what they're talking with Gabe. They got Gabe up there with Chuck and Ch- Shaq and those guys. But what I saw that they pulled out, and I know Greg will love this, and this is what goes back to, and, and people mock this all the time. But um, Shaq pulled one of these out. And that's what it's all about right there. Oh, wow. That's one what it's all the about. Famous 15, 15 strong, strong cards. cards. He pulled one out. And I, I I would like to hear the conversation when we get done, what he said to Gabe. But I know that the story goes that Shaq, <laughs> I mean. Joe Mazzula? Sorry, Sean. Uh, <laughs> Ethan just posted the Sean, quote read Joe that Mazzula. quote. <laughs> Joe Mazzula said, quote, I just didn't have them ready to play. It may be because, um, you know, he was watching the town. Maybe you know, he didn't have time, but. You know, Pat told those guys to keep those 15 strong cards on them, put them in their wallets. Anytime I see you, you better have it on you type of thing. But like, you know, it's not about the card. It's about the mentality. And you're seeing that that heat culture with this team. It's it's everybody contributing, doing their jobs. You don't have to have Jimmy like take over the game. You don't have to have Bam. Like, think about how many times we've been on this postgame show with Bam's got 13 points, three rebounds, two assists. But he had an ankle breaker, Sean. Bam, no, Bam has failed us. He's not aggressive enough. All that blah, 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 blah. <laughs> plus 30 in the plus minus. I know single game plus minus sucks. But look, it's it's the contribu- contributions of everyone from top to bottom. I think it's 81 points from those undrafted guys. That's insane. Like that, It just does not add up. Unbelievable stuff. We are going to get to a bunch of commenters because the comments are coming strong. They're y'all are bringing it. We're going for us to not do the uh, the the podcast uh, listeners justice and give you some of these comments would be criminal. But first, before we do that, want to tell you about another great sponsor, and that is Better Edge, our official gambling sponsor at Five Reasons Sports and Five on the Floor. A lot of people ask, like, what makes Better Edge different from other sports betting platforms? So to make it easy, it's a social betting marketplace where users buy and sell betting positions without a VIG instead of a traditional sports book where the book sets the price and accepts your bet and takes fees, pays out winnings. Better Edge Marketplace connects users on the opposite sides of bets at their own set prices. So it's really flexible. You can find the bets at the value you want 
If you use the code 5RSN, this is the key, y'all, 5RSN, that is going to get you $20 uh, right off the bat to start playing. We do competitions for every single one of these games. And um, Sean leads the charge on all of this stuff. So thank you, Sean, for um, facilitating so much with Better Edge. But these competitions are $5 to get into. So if you use the code 5RSN and get 20 bucks, the competition, the first one, it's on us. Come join. We uh, choose sides, totals on these games like Celtics Heat, Game 3. It's a lot of fun. Here, here's the uh, app, Better Edge. Um, it's a web-based product, so go to app.betteredge.com. 5RSN is the code for 20 bucks. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. So comments, let's do um, well, we got some of the Alejandro. best ones. There were some super chat ones we should get to first, Alejandro. If you have some of those, <laughs> bring them back. Uh, here's GS Everything. Uh, shout out for the donation here. The Panthers in the Heat are giving us some of the best back-to-back -back nights in the last decade. You No qualms with that statement. Brian, take the next one. Heat Vols, uh, thank you for the donation, <laughs> says, sing the Heat song again, Greg. Oh, clap your hands. No, YouTube, will, do YouTube will boot us off. You're right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But that song is Can You Feel the Heat Down in Your Soul, which is a 97 classic uh, from the Heat's run back then. So shout out to that. Um, Sean has an another one from Heat Vols here. Heat Vol is one of our biggest supporters. Thank you for coming in playback. My guy with another donation. He says ESPN's analytics will give the Celtics a 20% chance of winning the series after Miami wins four games. He is exactly <laughs> right, as Udonis called it, what the Assolytics or whatever Assolytics. he started calling them. That's what he said to Levitar. Thanks oh for the gosh. donation. I like that. And I also, if UD says it, nobody can say much. Point Duncan is the best type of Duncan. I don't know that he's quite Point Duncan, but man, he's really um, doing things that we didn't think he would be doing. Let's, um, I guess because this has been just basically a, a big party about a great game and how improbable it all is. Kevin Love left the game with what appears to be an ankle injury, and we didn't get much of an update. Um, his status to return to the game was to be determined, and then it was, to, it was determined that his ass was not needed anymore because it was a blowout. Uh, so let's just hone in on quickly game four. Um, I know we only have one day in between the two series. Um, from each of you, what do you think is the biggest adjustment they'll make if Kevin Love can't go? And what is the last adjustment that you see 
in Boston's hand, uh, Sean first. Well, I would guess that uh, we'll have the Kevin Love warming up with the intent to play on uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, I think that it sounded like he could he could have played in the second half that he was shooting around. Um, if he's unable to go, I know we talked about this in playback, but I think Haywood Highsmith would be the starter. Yep. Kind of the placeholder that Spo usually goes with to keep the rotation intact. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, what he brings defensively, although it's going to be different than what you get out of love, I think that he can step in there and he'd be ready to go. Um, he didn't play in any of those mop-up minutes, right? Haywood wasn't yeah. out there, was he? Yeah, he was out there was for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 so I don't know. I, he didn't I do much, but he was out there. It was, it was so boring because we were out by so much that I kind of yeah. lost track but um yeah i I think i think obviously you would want him out there for rebounding um and you just you know you keep moving forward you're up three nothing so you have a little bit of wiggle room i don't know if we could put reef's comment on the screen but like i I, i've been making that joke in the playoffs as well um (laughs) look all i want to know is that the heat are uh, minus one and a half favorites uh only one and a half favorites uh going into game four and uh yeah so this is this is where we're at right now the commenters are bringing it though uh, Eternal said, oh, man, what about the ratings? I just want to say on the ratings point, like, look, anything that I've ever loved, I don't care about the ratings. I care about, like, if it's good and if I like it and if I have enough friends that like it. I don't care if, like, the world likes it. It's my shit, right? And if if you like basketball, you shouldn't have a problem with the finals because these are two teams uh, that will have earned it, assuming they both hang on here. That's a damn good point because both of those two teams – at times are playing like beautiful basketball in different ways very much. Um, So it's, it's a clash of styles. And I know that there's, there's things that I think heat fans may fear about Denver. And we're going to have a lot of time to talk about that. So I, Ethan will kill me if I spend more than two breaths talking about the NBA finals yet. (laughs) Um, But I do think the ratings thing is completely overstated. You get great games, you get Jimmy Butler and you get the, um, you know, MVP of, you know, last season playing great that that's not going to be an issue uh and jamal murray who's and jamal of, murray who kentucky guard shout out to him um, behind jimmy butler the second best playoff riser in the playoffs you're right he has really just awesome in the playoffs yeah. in, a, in a different kind of way boston adjustments from um i guess brian do you see anything brian like what the <laughs> hell i mean i know I know it's probably a question like, how are you going to ask this? Because we've asked it so many times. Is there anything the Celtics have left that we could see? Um, And before we wrap, we're going to do more comments and uh, go through some stats and stuff. So we're not, we're not done yet, but I'm interested because Sean quickly tap danced around Celtic adjustments, which I appreciate Brian, anything from Boston or are they out of answers? Can you fire the coach between games three and four? <laughs> <laughs> they oh, like, like I just, I, I don't know. Um, and I don't know if they're going to fire him after the season because he's very young and, you know, I he'll probably, look, he'll probably be a good coach one day, but he's just not, it, it didn't make sense to make Joe Mazzula the head coach of a team who was the defending Easter Conference champions, who was one of the favorites to win the title. And at 34 years old, this just doesn't make sense. Like, call me old school, but, like, if you're 34, I'm not making you a head coach of an NBA team when I have a player on my team, Al Horford, who's, like, 37 or whatever he is. Like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, he, he should be coaching, like, the Houston Rockets or something like that, which is ironic because they now have Ime Udoka, who paid his dues as an assistant for a long time. But to answer your question, Greg, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. <laughs> like, I, I, like, what are you going to do? Like, you, you benched Rob Williams. 
Bill Simmons is pleading for Joe Mazzulla to play Rob Williams more. They played him less. He played 13 minutes. He was like a minus 17, which is actually pretty good in a game you lose by 26. Like, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. Like, it's really just hit shots, right? It's just hit shots. They'll probably live behind the three-point line again next game. We should expect to see them just put up a, a bunch of threes and maybe get after it on defense, or they come out totally broken. Like, there's, t- there's certain times we've seen it throughout the course of NBA history where games could just go sideways very early, not unlike this one where it's the end of a series and one team just rolls kind of like Memphis did against the Lakers earlier this year. One team just sort of rolls over and it's like, okay, like this is it. And you know, they're ready to go to Cancun. I don't think the Celtics really have an adjustment other than just play better. Right. <laughs> like, You're right. And I don't think they're going to do that. I just don't think they're going to do that. What have they shown you throughout the course of the playoffs? Like the Hawks shouldn't have won two games against this team. The Sixers shouldn't have won three games against this team. And if we're being real about it, if they don't have this miracle third quarter where they just get hot from three against the 76ers, we're not sure they're playing the Celtics right now, the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Like, they just had a quarter where they went absolutely batshit nuts. I don't even think that's a phrase. And then the 76ers, who aren't tough at all, just roll over. Because look at the best two players on that team. You want to talk about guys that, like, don't really come through in the playoffs. And with the Celtics, it's like, they like the people want to talk about. Oh, the Heat had an easy run because they had the Bucks. Giannis got hurt. They had the Knicks, and now the like the Celtics beat the Hawks in six. Yeah. Okay. A team that the Heat beat in five last year, who added Dejounte Murray this year, and it didn't even make much of a difference. And then they took. They were down three two against the Sixers, against Doc Rivers, who just got fired. So like, what are we talking about? <laughs> It's so true. Um, I thought I don't think people are understanding enough that Boston was not a juggernaut heading into this. We have some stats also. I have a few, and I know that um, Sean has uh, found some interesting data points that um, that we're going to review because I think it will further cement that Boston doesn't have a ton of other options other than to really play better. One more sponsor we're going to tell you about, and that's a new sponsor. Um, the Celtics are bad. And uh, they're hoping that they don't suck. And you know what? Sometimes marketing sucks. And this is a new ad from Smarty Pants. Um, they are a marketing company. And if you've ever founding, if you've ever found yourself saying that marketing sucks, most business owners use the spaghetti on the wall approach with marketing, and they don't have a clear plan. You've likely tried to do marketing yourself or outsourced it, and it hasn't worked. And you're relying too much on word of mouth referrals. If you want to get real return on your investment from your marketing, it's time to call Smarty Pants Marketing, a full service digital marketing marketing agency that will help you scale your business by creating, creating custom programs around your goals and maximizing your marketing spend. If you're tired of your marketing not working, wasting money, time, and energy, and you want your business to advance, it's time to call Smarty Pants. You can either go to the website, www.smartypants with a Z marketing com or call 561-926-4525. Again, that's Smarty Pants Marketing, a new sponsor of Five on the Floor. So the, the couple of stats that I'm just going to bring up here as uh, Alejandro shares that link one more time to Smarty Pants Marketing, shout out to them. Um, the Celtics took 98 field goals. Miami took 81. The Celtics had 57 rebounds. Miami had 35. 21 offensive rebounds. Miami had one. 
And some of that, Celtics, some of that has to be from garbage time, but still, like, but still, to 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 the point of it all, the Heat shot. Basically, they had one of these crazy games where it's like 57 from the field, 54 from downtown, and 80 from from the free throw line. I don't know that Boston has any other adjustments. What do you see in the numbers, Sean, that would point to Boston having anything, how this game went that maybe would allude to what we'll see again in game four? Because I'm hoping for a sweep. So going back to what you said with with Brian about the adjustments, adjustments aren't play better, play harder, make shots. Those are like hopes, you know, that's out of your control. Um the thing that I was thinking is, could they lean into the two big lineup if Kevin Love is out and try to just bully us, right? Like beat us up on the glass, da 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 da, da that stuff. They just had a game where they got 35% of their offensive rebounds or all their missed shots, 35%. They got, that's 86 percentile. That's very good. They got beat by 26 and it wasn't that close. So that's not the solution. Like, could you do that and make shots and hope the Heat miss their shots? Like, think about what we're putting together here now. Missoula's got 48 hours, less than that, to put this together. I just don't think that there is a solution at this point. It is the seven to eight guys that go out on the court, they're going to have to figure it out by putting the ball in the basket, playing defense better, et cetera. And the Heat are going to have to contribute to it by playing poorly. Looking at cleaning the glass, a couple things stood out. First of all, Heat 131 offensive rating. That's a 91 uh, percentile. The Celtics 105 offensive rating, 21st percentile. Heat 70% effective field goal percent, 98th percentile. All those threes lead to that. The Heat don't turn the ball over, right around 10%. The Celtics a little bit more. Like I said about the offensive rebounding, Heat basically nothing. Celtics dominated, and we got to the line a lot more than they did. Last one I want to point out, offensive rating in the half court, Heat 124, Celtics 82. That's 97th percentile to the 11th percentile. Small sample size of one game, not what we saw over the course of 82 games. For some reason, it's all just coming together at the same time. We, we have a couple quotes here from the presser that I'm going to read uh, before I read uh, something else that was pretty funny. One of them was, uh, where was it? Where was it? Five Reasons Sports Network, obviously, Ethan. Uh, Joe Mazzula was asked if the stars need to take ownership. He said, quote, no, it starts with me. I need to be better, close quote. I think we know that. The other one was Joe Mazzula says the Celtics need to be, quote, more disciplined, close quote, against Caleb Martin, uh, who is kicking their ass. Also, I just want to read before we wrap with some comments. Um, and y'all have been great. Thank you for rocking with us. Uh, the ESPN alert. The ESPN alert, I find it to be hilarious. It says, he crushed Celtics by 26. And this is the lead sentence. Gabe Vincent drops 29 in Miami's 128-102 to win for a 3-0 Eastern Conference lead. <laughs> Boston's, seventh upsets, Boston's seventh upset loss ties most in a playoffs in 30 seasons. Wow. So this is where we're going to close. Any any fun comments we're going to try to sneak in here. But we've gone this whole damn postgame show, and we have not talked about Jimmy Butler. <laughs> and, yo, for them to win like this and for us to not discuss Jimmy Butler all show, it, 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 it exemplifies why this group, it's, it's more than just Jimmy now. Now you got a freight train with a whole bunch of dudes thinking just like Jimmy. And I think that that is the big takeaway from tonight. 
you thought this is the game that he could relax, that he could say, oh, we're up 2-0, we're feeling ourselves. the Celtics come in edgy, they get one. And no, you saw the absolute opposite. And I think that that means that this team is taking on Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra's identity to a degree that's more than just Jimmy carrying them. Dead that narrative now because that is no longer relevant to me. Um, comments as they come, closing thoughts from both of you uh, as we wrap. And I just, uh, before either of you uh, go with final thoughts, want to thank our sponsors. Again, that's A Aggressive Insurance, insurance by Lynette.com, Smarty Pants Marketing, and Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN for 20 bucks. And there's the Smarty Pants Marketing. That's pants with a Z, marketing.com. Jimmy Butler had his worst game of the playoffs. <laughs> I like don't even know how to process like it. Statist- like statistically, he had 16, 8, and 6. He was better, uh, in, I think, the third quarter before like the game really got. But as the game was getting haywire in the second quarter, he wasn't even a part of that. Remember, we looked up and played back. They were up like 15, and we're like, Jimmy Butler has two points. <laughs> and, but he did. And Bam had like Bam had like seven. Jimmy and Bam combined for less than 30 points. Less than 30 of 128 points. That means the rest of the team, non-Jimmy and Bam, got about 100 points tonight. Unreal. And Bam looked great when he did play. Jimmy was Jimmy. He was fine. You could tell that if he needed to do Jimmy things, he would do them. Um, You got a tent for taunting. (laughs) That's funny. And the other thing I wanted to sneak in before Sean gives his final thoughts too is that uh, he's also snuck in the great timeout right in Al Horford's face. Um, and I thought that that was great. And it's just beautiful, poetic justice to get that right back at um, at Al Horford as he he looks to be running out of gas in this series. Sean, anything final thoughts before we close? The only fl- final thought I have is I'm watching Joe Missoula up on the uh, up on the stage right now. And he looks shook like that guy's not sleeping tonight. He can take all the melatonin that he can find in Miami. That's not putting him to sleep because that guy is a mess. He looks like deer in headlights. Just he's taking the blame for his team, but he's also throwing some shade at his stars. Not good. It could be a team that just gets rolled over in game four. And could you imagine if this ends up where Miami goes on this run and leaves Milwaukee in turmoil? Boston in turmoil, New York looking to make a major upgrade to get on get on the level, and then Philadelphia just by virtue of haha is also in turmoil. Um, that's just it's just unbelievable what's happened. Be grateful for it, Heat fans. This is a run like no other. I've watched games since 1991, and I'm telling you, we've never been in this place as Heat fans. It's super fun to 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 roll uh, with this crew. We will be back covering game four, playback, post-game show, pre-game show, Five Reason Sports YouTube sh- uh, channel. We'll have you covered. Thank you for joining us. Uh, how high was the humidity in Miami today? Uh, as that was also brought up as another mm-hmm. excuse why teams would struggle. No, no, no. This is the Miami heat and heat culture at its finest. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.